Welcome, everyone, uh, to The Way It Is. I'm your host, Luca Andalfato, and um, this is episode 18, hard to believe. And um, we're going to do a little extra special one today. We're actually going to get off the path of real estate and real estate-related topics, and we're going to go, we're doing a topic near and dear to my heart, which is uh, whiskey, specifically scotch whiskey. Uh, For those of you that know me, you know, I'm a, I'm an avid Scotch whiskey drinker. I have a fairly, I would call it a fairly significant collection, <laughs> thanks to this gentleman to my left, and um, and I enjoy it, and uh, for lots of reasons. So I'm 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 delighted to have beside me uh, my whiskey mentor, if you will, uh, David Notman, who uh, I met uh, well apart from knowing him back uh, when he was a teacher. Um, he was the convener. Uh, at the time of the Anne Quake Society, which was a Scotch tasting club, if you will, and Kingston had a chapter, and uh, we actually had our our dinners and our Scotch nosings at uh, the room above uh, upstairs at the brew pub, uh, which I missed dearly. Actually, mm-hmm. that was a wonderful thing. So, and we got to sample back then, uh, just to to preamble a little bit more. Um, back then we were able to, and one of the reasons I really enjoyed the club was we were actually getting whiskeys directly from Scotland. Uh, we didn't have to go through the LCBO, but invariably the LCB, the government got their claws into our business for their tax dollars. So, um, uh, that soon sort of ended. So David, welcome. Pleasure to have you here. Nice to be here. Sporting your uh, Scottish mask, which is fantastic. Buy a rampant thing. I got it as a Christmas present. It's a little much. It's, uh, it costs money, but now I'll take it off. If yes. I can. People can see the ugliness underneath. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, yeah, here. We'll do that. Inside joke is David, now that uh, David's always been referred to as. Uh, um, Sean um, Con- Connery's doppelganger, actually. So, and I've actually been with him in a restaurant when people approached us, thinking that was the case. So, <laughs> he dead now, though. <laughs> He's dead now, unfortunately. He's dead, yeah. I'm sure you hear that too. Anyway, my my purpose here today, I don't know if you know it, but is to sort of convince or, or demythologize drink whiskey is as simple as possible. Matter of fact, it's really hard to understand how people can discover it. It only consists of water, yeast, and something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barley. Barley. So they take the water, mix uh, I, I'll give you the whole, is that all right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, go for it. The process of making whiskey. Starts with barley. Barley seed, mainly. And barley seed is wet. Or wetted, is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Wetted. Made wet, made wet her. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is, I, I get a little bit uh, giddy. Now, I haven't had any scotch yet, either, by the way. But, uh, and, and they take this barley and they put it on, they spread it out on a malting floor, it's called, and they malt it, which means they actually wait until it germinates. The little, little tip of green shoot comes out of it. And that's at the moment. The most sugars are in the barley that you can possibly imagine. They take those, that barley at that point, and they grind it. They heat it first, and then they grind it up. So, at that moment, then they ask. They add water to it, and you get a, a mash. After the mash is taken care of and for a couple of days, and then they they throw in some yeast, and that's it. That's all there is. Those barley, spreaded barley, uh, malted barley, yeast and water. 
Who would have got that? Who would have, who would have invented that? Yeah, hard to believe. I, it really. How, how do you sort of figure out, well, i got to take this, this little seed of barley and germinate it first. I, I'm sure it was an accident, a happy accident. It had, had to be. Right? I so, think so. Yeah. Now, at the same time, at the moment that, that the thing becomes whiskey, let's say, or it's almost whiskey, I have to distill it. If I added hops to the mixture, I get beer right then. Exactly the same thing. Right. So right. somebody had to invent it in terms of up to the beer part. So so once the, the mash and you add the water and it's in the kettles, I guess, distilling, yep. if you will, or fermenting, exactly. how long is it How long is it in that process for? Do we think? A day, probably, at the most. I think what yeah. they, they boil it in the, in the still, pot still. It's a clunky bottom thing, like many of the women I know, but in any event... <laughs> Oh, can you cut this? <laughs> no, we've never, we've never done edits in these no, things yeah. at all. So. Haven't? You might have to do one. Yeah. No, I didn't mean that at all. Um, it's a big, fat-bottomed thing with a small taper tapering pipe on up top. That a picture I did. I did have it at home. That's right. No anyway, if you can visualize that, and they're often made of copper. Um, so the, the scotch at that moment, which is the barley and the Fruited barley in the water and the yeast. Uh, now they go into that big fat bottom part, boil, and as wa- as the scotch boils, the water in the scotch gets evaporated. And scotch actually goes up up this funnel. Right. Type. As it hits the top, it cools down and it becomes scotch. So it becomes whiskey at least. When it comes off that, it goes into a, a vat and is then bottled in a cask. Yes. Yep. And as it's in the cask, it stays in the cask until it's whiskey. In order to be a single malt whiskey, it has to be aged for three years and come from one spot. So a, uh, an Isla whiskey would come from, say, Lafroig, and it would be aged for three years, so it would be have to be a whiskey at that point. Right, right. Single malt whiskey. Um, and, and so... Uh, I'm just going to jump around a bit. So I actually have, for those that are interested and you want to email me, because uh, I got this from David, I have a PowerPoint presentation, the full thing from start to finish of how whiskey is made. So it's brilliant, very easy to slides, easy to go through. You can email me, I'll, uh, I'll send it to you, and then you can impress your friends with a whiskey nosing yourself okay. if you want to do that. So, and there are, from what I remember, um, because I was a regular and, um, uh, collected the whiskeys I did. Four basic areas for whiskey in Scotland. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Highlands, yep. which is obviously the northern part. Five, of the, actually. If you five. Know, okay. Yeah, there's another one. All right. So you well. So the Highlands, which is sort uh, of right. the northern part. Correct. Speyside, which is essentially Highland, but central, more or less yeah. lower. Lowlands, which is definitely the bottom part of the Islay, yeah. which are the I S L A Y, which is. You tell me where's that? Yeah, it's on the uh, west coast. West coast, right? And then what's the fifth region? The there? islands. The right. islands, right? Yeah. So Orkney Islands Orkneys. that they call it. Okay, yeah. and so the regions produce different whiskeys with totally different notes, uh, tastes, um, really? even how they're um, and and the two we're going to nose today for instance we did two specifically to compare and contrast one from the highlands and one from the islay region and the islay region the reason that's so noteworthy is that if you've ever talked to anybody about scotch 
and you say, oh, there's those ones that are so peaty and they smell like smoke. Well, that's the one we're gonna say, that we're gonna nose today. So anything that comes from Islay is always peaty, always smoky. And the reason being that when you burn the fires to uh, to kill to kill them, kill the malt, the, the, yeah, to, to do the malting, it's done with peat moss because that's uh, essentially there's hardly any wood there, uh, hardwood, and so it's all done with peat. And hence, the peat imparts its smoky flavor to, to the whiskey. The Highlands, it's a cleaner, crisper taste because they're using hardwoods. Um, sometimes, depending where the water source is from, whether it's a river, whether it's, you know, where it's coming from, imparts flavor. So those all get um, imparted into the whiskeys that you end up tasting. And as David touched on earlier, the whiskeys go into casks. And here's something else that everybody needs to know. So the two bottles we have today are both 12-year-olds, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, they are. Tomatin, which is a 12-year-old Highland, and Beaumont, a 12-year-old Islay. That whiskey, even if you kept that bottle for the next 50 years, will only always be 12 years old. <laughs> okay, it doesn't get, because you've kept it for 25 years, it doesn't get more expensive and it doesn't, well, it could get more expensive, but it doesn't get older. That's for sure. Other part from just physical age of having it. Um, so once, once the whiskey is taken from the cask, put into the bottles, that's the age it's at. So whether it's three years is the minimum to get a whiskey, five, 10, 12, 21, and, and, and onwards from there. Yeah. So anything I missed, David, or anything? No, I think that they probably need to know that three year, you probably couldn't buy a three-year-old now, but the three-year-old whiskeys, three, four, five-year-old whiskeys that are too young to drink like we would drink today. So in order for a 12-year-old whiskey to be profitable, even so that Tomatin or Beaumont or whoever can probably, so they can make a revenue, have a revenue stream, which is very important, obviously. They have to sell whiskey at three years old. Who's going to buy that? I'm not going to buy it. I would hate that. Right. It'd be so so coarse and so alcohol fuel. But they sell it to blenders. Blenders actually take it and mix that with a grain alcohol, which is a continuous still distilled process. And it's using corn normally, corn liquor, mm -hmm. like the old hillbillies used to yep. make, still yep. make probably. I mean, way down in the Ozarks, there's probably still some stills around. <laughs> I'm sure. In any event. That's uh, they take that and they blend it together and they make a a whiskey like Dewar's or Famous Gross, any of those blends. Right. So when you're drinking a blend, you're drinking a whiskey that's probably made from two or three, maybe more whiskeys, about three years old, four years old, and they sell them a lot of those casks. That most of the whiskey is actually sold that way from from producers. Very little of it is goes into single malt casks. As right. a matter of fact. Right. Um, now, the other thing is the reason some of the older whiskeys tend to be more expensive or are more expensive, it's just the reality, is that when the whiskeys, the longer they sit in the barrel, a certain percentage of the whiskey and the alcohol, 2%, 2 evaporates, year. evaporates every year. So if you're getting a 20, so, and that's, oh, that's referred to actually as the angel's share. Uh, so... The, so the longer a whiskey stays in its cast to age, so for 21 years, it's lost 2% a year. So now the volume has been reduced by half, which makes that whiskey that much more valuable and expensive because there's half of it left to bottle. So, yeah. So let's let's dive into these whiskeys because I'm, I'm getting salacious here just yeah. looking at them well, and stuff. The, so. next, the only thing I want to say just before we drink it is that you've got to add water to these. 
I mean, for a little reason or not. Not yes. Stuff to mention later on. Yes. So we're gonna. You always should add a small little drop of distilled water, simply because it changes the bouquet and the tasting notes of the whiskey. That. Which one are we doing first, David? Yeah, the, Tomatin. Tomatin. That's the Isla one. So we're gonna do that one. So the first thing you need to do once you've added your water is give it a little stir. Give it a nose. Hmm. So. I'm, what are you smelling there? Citrus. Yeah, citrus. I'm picking up a bit of nuttiness too, yeah. actually. I did that more so when it was just sitting there without the water. All right, should we try a little sip? Okay. Wow. That's good. You can put more water in mine. Oh, you're putting more water in here? Sure, absolutely. I'm sorry to say, but my feelings about water are very... Strong, no more. Okay. Thank you. All right. I'm 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 a more of a Puritan. I, I less water is better for me, but know, you've always known that about me. <laughs> so well, the uh, the reason the water is so is exactly what you said. First of all, that a little drop, even a spoonful of water in your whiskey, will make it taste better than than coming out of the bottles, just like it did. But also, they've added water already. First, first, I told you initially that the stuff is made from water in the first place. Water plus, I mean, that's it. That's all there is in it. Water mm. plus barley plus yeast. That's yep. it. So you got water, tons of water already there. Um, if it, Most whiskeys are 40%, 43% alcohol by volume. Right. And the rest is water. When it comes off the cask, the cask strength, it's, it comes in at 60%. Well, I defy anybody to try to drink 60% whiskey and enjoy it and it'll burn your throat matter of fact it's it's considered to be a hazardous material and it's shipped in cases they can't just blow up right. so they it cast strength whiskey when it comes off the the line and put into the bottle they put they put whiskey water in the whiskey enough to make it i think this is 43 i think i'm pretty sure it's it there, is. There, there. 40 43, yeah, 43 percent alcohol by volume. Usually the alcohol by volume, ABV BV is down here. All right. And you should check that out. The less alcohol by volume, the less water you need to put in it. But if at 43 percent, you might still want some more water. Like you maybe make yeah. turn it to 46, 47 percent. I find I do most of the time. And it's all about your palate, of course, right? Everything resonates differently with different people in terms right. of, of of what you're what you like is mm. in a taste and how smooth you want it. Um, one thing I will comment on, and uh, because I am a bit of a purist, and I've had this argument with people that say they're Scotch drinkers, and and so let let's understand this. The word whiskey is the generic term for anything that's either grain alcohol, essentially a grain alcohol, right? So because still. And distilled. Yeah. Okay. So, and that's why you can get into your rye whiskeys like we have in Canada, of yeah. course, and all over the world. Um, your bourbons, actually, which would fall under that category. No question. Um, but to call it a scotch, it has to come from Scotland. Correct. Period. End of story. Now, there's those that drink blends, and the, the most infamous and well-known uh, blend in all the planet, and they charge big dollars for some of the categories, is Johnny Walker. Correct. It is, uh, they've done a massive, fantastic yeah. marketing job on it, but that are that is a blend. I know there's probably lots of people out there going, what? <laughs> uh, 
I thought it was a single, it's not a single malt. As David explained earlier, it's made up of various single malts. Or actually various um, scotch whiskeys. Various, yes. Okay, single malts. Yeah, too, yeah, but not yeah. But not older one. But exactly, exactly. So, and for me, uh, I know everybody says, oh, I want a scotch on ice or I want ice with my scotch. <clears throat> Wrong answer. Don't, I mean, if you're drinking a blend, fill your boots, yeah. put ice in it if you want. The problem with ice, though, is because it's so cold and you have to wait for the, the ice to melt, it, it's going to basically numb or stunt the, the flavors Absolutely. of the whiskey, right? And that's why you want to use distilled water, a few drops of it, and keep adding if you want, yeah. right? Because it's, it is going to change. Even now, just sitting here, it's changed its complexity yeah. from the time we started, started tasting it. So single malts should never have ice in it oh. if you care about your whiskey. And if you're spending that kind of money on it, you should only put distilled water in it so all right so we've talked about enough about that one let's go to the Islay one the pd one now the first thing you do is impress your friends by knowing how to pronounce the word Islay. Islay, yes now you smell that and you instantly get smoke smoke and even that sort of iodine smell almost i want to yeah. say right which turns some people off right for sure but uh, it, it's an acquired acquired Taste for sure. Okay, let's do the water thing now. No, I, before you do that, maybe we could sip it first. Okay, sure. It. Let's do that. Then, then you can check, check the chain. Now that edible. My God, you could cut that. Up. That is serve it with cake. Wow, uh, smooth. Mm. The finish definitely though is longer, he longer and heavy peat yeah, for right. sure. No question. But going in like the start. Very crisp, very clean, I found, yeah, you know? Too. Absolutely. Okay, let's add a little bit of water to we'll that. And a little bit more, more for me. Yes. That's good. Good? All right. I'm going to do that. All right. Give it a little swirl. Wow. And see, now the smell now has changed. The nose yeah. has changed instantly where it's cut that peatiness yeah. right at almost not non-existent now, but certainly it's taking it very, away. Very and it brought the eye down a bit more to the fore, I think. Right. Oh, that's nice. Oh my goodness, that's good. Yeah, see now that, those that say they like the peaty ones, I understand it. Uh, those that say they're against it, I think you it deserves a try, well, a, a serious try, like, and, and I hope what we've done today gives you a little bit more insight into scotch whiskey. Um, you know, uh, and I'm a bit of a snob, whiskey snob, I'm not going to lie to you. Well, because, you have to be. <laughs> yeah, I think that's you have to be if you're a scotch drinker, yeah. Um, and so, you know, and the LCBOs have come a long way, though, in their collections, yeah, right? Indeed. I mean, I know David and I, when we used to leave Kingston to go to the Summerhill LCBO in Toronto to get our whiskeys because their collection there is is brilliant. Really cool. Although I've been in Quebec to a couple of SAQs in the Sauver area that had some pretty amazing collections too. But, you know, you can get, I guess let's talk price point. Like okay. for instance, these two bottles, and you're going to be shocked, but both of them were hovering around the 55, under $60 range. Very nice. So to me, that is fantastic value for your money because they're, they're great sipping whiskeys and you know, you don't have to go and get the $150 Lagavulin bottle or anything like that. But if you want to start into whiskey entry level, I got to tell you, Perfect. this is an easy, uh, valuable, uh, and, you know, cost-effective price point. 
You can go up the next level. Usually once you get into $8,500 range, you're getting into 14, 15-year-olds, McCowans, Lagavulins, Oban, different things like that. And I'm just spouting off names, but they're and they're from the different regions. But it doesn't have to be, you know, this uh, expensive, you know, collector uh, practice, um, habit or addiction or whatever you want to call it. Mine might be an addiction, but anyway. Um, so, um, yeah. I, and again, I, I welcome anybody to email me uh, and I'll certainly happily send you the, uh, the PowerPoint presentation. Wonderful. And uh, David, any last comments you want to add or anything you want to? Yes, I would. I love what you said about the entry-level whiskeys. Those are two really good examples of it we've had today. But if you want to go a little higher, and um, you can go, well, here, here are some good ones from each of the great regions. Akhnatoshan and Glen Kinchy from the lowlands, the Edinburgh area and lower, down by um, Peebles and those places. Yep. And you can do... You move up to Speyside, which is, you know, Balvenie and those kinds. Balvenie is really good whiskey, too. Yes. It's not that expensive. You can get a little Balvenie for about $75, $80. That's right. And you'll enjoy that immensely, I'm sure. Um, and you can also get, that. what's the cigar malt? Dalwini. That's right. Yes. It's nice. That's a nice, really good Highland malt. That's very, very sweet. The other thing about whiskeys, I could tell you it was the first time I ever had one, which was with an old wife of mine called... <laughs> And her, her father, uh, my father-in-law at that point, uh, didn't have any other liquor around. And I thought, well, no, wait, I'll, I'll just take rye and ginger, rum and coke. Those kind of no, he didn't like that. He only had scotch. So I said, well, I'll have, all right, I'll try a scotch. So I tried a scotch just like I did with the uh, Taunton today. And it almost knocked me over. I thought, what the hell? How could anybody possibly drink this crap? <laughs> and he said, no, 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 you don't, you don't drink it like that. You have, you have it with ice and water. This was a blend he was giving me. Yeah. So I had a little ice, a little water, and it was lovely. And I drank scotch on the rocks with, with soda yeah. for a long time, maybe yeah. a year or two. And it was a sweet drink. It was like you basically made it with scotch and soda. You drank it, and you never, you never actually got that yeah. thing in, in your yeah. throat at all. Yeah. It didn't burn at all. It didn't taste like alcohol hardly. And it was sweet. So if you want to get into scotch that way, that's a nice way to go. And eventually you get tired of that and you want to do some single malt on your own. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I agree. And again, nothing wrong with buying a blend, nothing wrong with putting ice and soda in it, but just understand that it's not, it's a combination of singles. It's not the single malt, a single malt. So if you want to just literally be more purist about it, I guess, and you want to sip a single malt, then, you know, you, that's what you have to go to. Um, now, I, I, if I may. Yeah, yeah, please. The um, What you just mentioned about that dipping whiskey, don't think for a minute that you're anything like one of those cowboys in the in the movies. They say, give me a whiskey, and they give him a shot glass of whiskey, and he takes the whiskey and goes, yeah. and, and drinks it all at once. Well, that's if you, want, if you want to get drunk that quickly and help yourself. But in these cases, it's a sip. It needs to be savored. Savored. That's savored, because right. absolutely, this is this is about... Enjoying, I mean, I have one, uh, not all the time, but at the end of the, at the, after dinner and you're trying to chill out, I'll yeah. tell you what, there's nothing hits the spot better than a good whiskey. No. Uh, and it, it just warms you up it, in all the right places yeah. and gets you relaxed and chill. Yeah. Um, now, and, and just a, a, a funny little side note uh, to, to end it all. So now that those bottles are open, 
Nothing happens to them. They don't lose their volume or anything like that. Just cap them again. But those are now called heels. So if you've ever heard the term a heel of whiskey or anything like that, that's what's left now that the bottle's open. And some heels are are, are larger than others, obviously, depending on yeah. how, how long they've been kicking around. So... You got a good heel here. We have, two, I'm, two I'm good lucky heels. I get to take good, two good heels home. This, but I, <laughs> before I used to have to auction for them, I was reviled in my club because I used to buy all Always, the heels. Everyone. Win all the heels at auction because I wanted to keep those to drink them and then buy the ones that, that I collected. So, listen, I want to thank you for your time, David. It was a pleasure indeed. Okay. And hey, it's great to drink whiskey and, at any time. But anytime, uh, one o'clock in the afternoon. It's always perfect. a pleasure. Yeah. And uh, thanks everyone for listening. And again, yeah, feel free to reach out and uh, more than happy to uh, even share a whiskey if you want. If so. you have, if any of your uh, viewers have questions about this, please have you, you know, feed them through you. And if you don't know the answer, you can call me. Absolutely. And I'll Absolutely. be happy to tell you. All right. Well, thanks so much. My pleasure. And, uh, Here's to you. Slante. Slante. <laughs>